Today on the Competing for Christ podcast, we are discussing how God and Satan use sports. And this may seem like an interesting and hard topic to talk about, and that's because it is. Uh, God and Satan use sports in completely different ways. And I think, in my opinion, we have to talk about that in order to give God glory and also fight against Satan when he tries to harm our experiences in sport and, of course, our relationship with God. My hope is that by calling out the sin that Satan brings into sports, it will help you as an athlete, as a coach, fan, whoever you are, it will help you battle against these sins as you play them. And on the other side of that is that by showing you some ways that Christ uses sport to advance his kingdom and bring glory to God, we can appreciate that when it happens. I'm going to be really honest, this episode took a long time to come up with and write and record and edit because this is such a tough topic to put into words. I mean, we play sports, we watch sports every day, and you know, normally we don't see how God or Satan uses this stuff. And you know, doing research, it really made me realize that both God and Satan use sports in completely different ways, but they still use them. I know while writing this, I, I had to write a little bit and just have to, I would have to stop and think about what I was writing for weeks, for days before going on to the next point. Like I said, as, as athletes, we, we don't really think about how God and Satan are having this cosmic battle on a basketball court or a soccer field. And, you know, that may be really extreme to even think about, um, but in some ways this is happening. The amount of research that I had to do about, you know, God versus Satan and how God uses sports and how Satan harms athletes is honestly too much to even talk about. But today, I really hope that everyone that listens to this just learns how and why this needs to be talked about and thought about. Because as athletes, we need to be aware of sin that comes with being in sports as an athlete, as a coach, uh, especially as a fan. We've talked about that a lot. But at the same time, we need to see how God uses them to bring glory to himself and reach people through them. So without further ado, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today we're going solo as we talk about God versus Satan. How do they use sports? So I, I know I gave a, a brief introduction before this, but first of all, I wanted to bring up what I meant by saying, how do they use sports? And simply put, I would just say, how and where do we see each of them within sports culture? And this could be anything from Satan tearing us apart to God bringing us together, from mental health uh, issues and concerns that cause that sin causes, and on the other side, God showing us that he's everything that we need. So there's a lot to unpack here, and I want to start off by saying that there is no competition here. Yes, I really do believe that the devil does wreak havoc on mankind and anything within mankind, uh, including sports. With that being said, this is all because God allows him to do that. There is no competition because Christ reigns over all, and there is nothing that has happened that is outside of God's control. When writing this, I was really uh, drawn to Job because of all the things that he went through and all of the things that he endured. This That was all still within God's control, and God never left him. 
But when I say God versus Satan, I do not mean that God ever loses to Satan because he doesn't. Satan may win some battles, but God ultimately wins the war. We see that played out in scripture like John 16, when Jesus says that he has, he has overcome the world by dying on a cross for our sins. I want to stay on this issue for a little bit because I think with our athletic backgrounds, it can be real easy, real easy to put God in like one specific jersey color. This may be a stretch. And Satan in another jersey color uh, when they're like they're facing each other or something. That's just not the case at all. In fact, I'll take it a step further by saying that God is like an owner of an entire league. And Satan is like this one coach that God just allows to cause chaos in that league. God will ultimately never let Satan tempt us beyond what we can sustain or what others have sustained, according to 1 Corinthians 10. God has the ultimate say in everything that goes on in this world. This argument goes down an entire rabbit trail that I don't want to get into all of that today, um, but I just wanted to preface all of this before getting into our conversation today. There is no competition against a godly being that created all things, sustains all things, and knows all things. It even states in Romans 16 that God will soon crush Satan. I think there's a really great analogy here. Like, you know, when you're watching a game, maybe even playing in a game, and you can just tell that one of the teams just shouldn't be on the same field with the other one. I remember this one time specifically in college, and if you were on the team listening to this, you know exactly who I was going to say. Um, and you could tell that after our 20th run that they weren't having a good time. It just it just got really sad. It's just hard to watch no matter what side you're on. Uh, anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that God has not, does not, and will not lose to Satan in any capacity. So for this episode, I'm going to discuss, first of all, how Satan can use sports to cause sin and everything under that. And then secondly, and more importantly, how we can see Christ uses sports and redeems them and us day by day. And then lastly, I I wanted to close with some encouragement uh, for athletes and those listening, because I think it's so important to feel encouraged while in sports and it's definitely a part of this world. First up, how does Satan use sports? I've thought a lot about this issue for a plethora of reasons, um, but I think the main issue why this is so hard to talk about and really hard to figure out is because the devil is in the sin business, if you will. He is good at it. He is really, really good at it. It's his job to cause Sin, anger, anxiety, depression, resentment, jealousy, unforgiveness, division, and so much more that I don't even have time to talk about. And he does it in many different ways, too. It could be mischievously or it could just be out in the open. Either way, he's really good at it. And as you listen, I hope that you can open your eyes to some of the ways that he uses sports to distract or divert our eyes from Jesus while playing them. I want to add that these are definitely not the only way he does it, um, but there are a couple of examples. The first way that Satan uses sports to cause sin and destruction that I wanted to talk about today is creating division and separation in our communities. This is visible no matter where you go in the world. One fan base hating another fan base because of some dumb call that happened I don't know, 20 years ago. Bad blood between franchises because one thinks that they're better than the other. 
one athlete throwing shots uh, and maybe you know even physical punches at another athlete because they called them out on social media nowadays. I think this is so ingrained into our sports culture nowadays that we may even be blind to it now, which is really, really sad. And, you know, I know what you might be thinking or saying, like, this is not, this is sports you're talking about. Just some friendly banter and trash talk between fans and athletes. And while I know this is the case most of the time, uh, far too often do we see people get carried away. Far too often do we see people resenting or hating another person because of a, a game that at the end of the day doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, you may have lost a couple hundred bucks because you gambled, um, but we're not going to get into that today. Uh, <laughs> you can go onto social media and probably find a video of one fan throwing haymakers uh, in the stands at rival fans, players getting chippy on the field because of some useless trash talk, and you know, even parents at Little League games going at it because their kid struck out, uh, which is so sad today. Over and over again, this happens, and more often than not, we turn a blind eye as Christians. And I really just want to ask, why does this happen? In my opinion, it's because Satan is using sports to divide us, to drive a wedge between people over something that we should love. And listen, I am not opposed at all over some innocent trash talk uh, between fans. If it's just lighthearted and, you know, you don't actually hate the person that you're doing it to. But, you know, I've been to football games where beer bottles have been thrown, bodies shoved and cursing runs all throughout the stands. And at some point we have to draw a line and say this is unacceptable as Christians in sport. And if you don't think you do this, you know, get emotional and lash out at other people during a game, just wait until the next time a ref makes a bad call against your team or, you know, when you're a parent and the the umpire strikes your kid out, it gets pretty real pretty quick. You know, you'll you'll feel some emotions that uh, you, you may have never felt before. Um, but that's a topic for another day. The next example I wanted to discuss on, on how Satan uses sports is this feeling of hopelessness and dissatisfaction that can come with being an athlete. Now, uh, let me let me be clear here. I know this is not limited to sports. You can be dissatisfied in everything that you do uh, if you don't put your identity in Christ. In my opinion, there's something about playing a sport for close to your entire life that makes you feel like that's the only thing God puts you on the earth to do. While we practice, compete, and love our sports, that can come with a really huge problem. It can come with putting sports in the God-shaped hole in your life. And we talk about our identity nearly every single week, every single episode, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but I do want to talk about the dissatisfaction you may feel as an athlete. I know for myself, I could never get enough, whether it was you know just practicing on my own, practicing with a team, competing, going to the gym, watching highlight videos, or scrolling on Twitter for tips on how to get better or how to get recruited, it leaves you feeling like you can never get enough or never do enough. And to be honest, you can't. You can't. As long as you continue to want more and more from your sport, you will always feel dissatisfied. And if you don't believe me, ask Tom Brady, ask Tiger Woods, ask Michael Jordan, ask Cristiano Ronaldo. 
These are some of the greatest athletes that have ever played sports, ever, in the history of sports. And they never seem satisfied. Even when they do win, it's, you know, they're on to the next after two weeks. And I saw an interview with Tom Brady from 2005, and it was obviously before winning most of his Super Bowls. Uh, so things might have changed since then, but I highly doubt it. In the interview, he says, there's times where I'm not the person that I want to be. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life. Me, I think, gosh, it's it's got to be more than this. I mean, this can't be all that it's cracked up to be. I mean, I've done it. And what else is there for me? How hopeless does that life sound? Everything that this man had worked for his entire life, all the blood, all the sweat, all the tears, he poured into football. And after winning not one, not two, but three Super Bowls, he still wasn't satisfied. And, you know, he has six now, I think, or seven, whatever it may be. Um, I wonder if that has changed in the 18 years uh, that he said that. And you can, you can still see that playing out now, that dissatisfaction. He still can't decide if his football career is over. <laughs> but that is uh, not for me to talk about. Anyways, feelings of hopelessness and dissatisfaction are caused by putting your self-worth and identity in something that can so easily be taken away. 1 Timothy 6 emphasizes that we do not bring anything into this world. And that means we will not bring anything out when we die. Putting your worth or existence in something, anything but Jesus will lead to nothing but misery and discontentment, especially as an athlete. So I know we're getting pretty somber here, but this is the last point before we get something uh, very hopeful. Um, the last way that Satan uses, uses sports uh, that I wanted to bring up today was how he tells you that you have to be a different person when you step onto the field or on the court or maybe even in the stands. That you don't have to act like a, a sane, rational human being because you're competing and you should do whatever it takes to win. Now, I need to tread lightly here because this has been every single one of us as athletes. And even if you're a coach, a parent, or a fan listening to this, emotions can run rampant. Um, I, I know that as somebody that is so invested in sports. But Satan tells you that you must be willing to sacrifice anything in order to play in order to win, and in order to get what you want. While athletes do sacrifice so much, and I, I know that, they sacrifice, we sacrifice our time, social relationships, and so much more. In my opinion, you cannot sacrifice everything in this life just to get in a game or get a college scholarship. That's how I was, and many of you listening to this know this, listening to prior episodes. Leading up to college, I, I did whatever it took to get a college scholarship. I did whatever it took to play the next level. But guess what? I didn't get my wish. Sure, I, I did play college baseball, but it was Division III. Uh, and if you know anything about D3 sports, there is no scholarships. I did whatever it took to get to the next level um, because that's what I thought would get a scholarship. And don't get me wrong, I am so, so grateful for my college experience. But the reason I bring this personal point up is because I now realize why God brought me through that. I did whatever it took. I worked hard, ate right, showed up early and stayed late, made those sacrifices. But what's the common denominator there? Me. 
Nothing about what I was doing had Christ at the center. I thought that, you know, by making those sacrifices, God would grant me a scholarship. He would give me something he, that, I, that I earned, you know what I mean? But I had it all twisted. I, you know, sure, working hard and doing the right thing in sports is so needed in order to play at the next level. But that mentality, mentality becomes your God, little G God, your idol, uh, and that's when it definitely becomes dangerous. Take it from me when it comes to this point. Uh, don't listen to Satan when he tells you to risk your life, your spiritual life for your sport. It's not worth it. I spent the majority of my adolescent years trying to be the best that I could be. And to be honest, it broke me physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, and and if I had to do it again, I would do a lot of things differently. Again, I, I am all for doing your best though. Uh, but there's got to be a line, a solid line that you cannot cross. Now we are switching the script here. Uh, here's some ways that God uses sports and how he wins by using sports. The first way that God uses sports is actually biblical. There are sports references throughout the Bible that the authors use to point to Jesus, which is you know what the entire Bible points to. This is a unique point that I wanted to talk about, though, because I think it's the best place to start for athletes. Verses like 1 Corinthians 9.25, Genesis 32.24, 2 Corinthians 2.5, Hebrews 12.1. Sure, most of these are from Paul. He was obviously a huge fan of sports. Uh, but the Bible applies to every single piece of this world. It is a living book that when you read it, you find something new every single time that you read it. I, I still find so many amazing new points Uh, that, you know, you kind of just glance over, over the first couple of times. God put these specific verses in here for you, the athlete, to relate to every single athlete out there. Sure, it, it may not reference football or softball or tennis specifically, but it shows you that God is with you, even in sports. I think the best biblical reference, though, for athletes is 1 Corinthians 9.25. It mentions that we as athletes in the world run for a perishable prize, but as athletes for Christ, we run for a prize that will last forever. How amazing is that to think about? I mean, that is, first of all, it's one of the best analogies for athletes in the entire Bible. Second of all, it just shows the gospel to every athlete because they understand everything about winning prizes for winning games. But what this is saying is that we play this game of life for an eternal prize. We play it for Jesus. We play it to be in his presence when we die for an eternity. The second way that God uses sports is he uses them to reach people that otherwise may never hear the gospel. How many of us have gone on a mission trip or volunteered at sports clinics or other things where you go somewhere, may not even speak the same language as people there, But you can reach them because you can kick a ball or throw a ball or hit something. God gave us sports to reach people that otherwise never would hear the gospel, no matter if you're playing or watching as a fan. This is just another reason why we must be willing to live out who Christ calls us to be, where we are, who we're playing against, and what we're cheering for. Not only will you show the gospel by how you play, You will also teach those who you play with how to play the game for Christ. I think so many people today and in the past have this preconceived notion that 
Christians in sport don't really care about winning, you know, or, or they don't give it. They're all because somehow it would harm or ruin our relationship with God. In all actuality, if, if you as the Christian in sport have your priorities in line and actually find your joy from Christ instead of how you do in sports, you may just reach people that watch you or, or look at you as you participate in them. In an interview with Sports Illustrated, Kurt Warner was asked if he thinks more about his Super Bowl win or the Super Bowl losses he sustained in his career. Kurt only won one of the three that he went to, but he has a great perspective when reflecting on the losses. He says, We allow different things to define us instead of how we live our lives. So my perspective has changed greatly over the years. For a long time, I did look at who had more points on the scoreboard. I don't quite look at my life the same way now. Kurt wasn't even playing uh, when he did this interview. It was years later. Yet he found a way of keeping sports in perspective in an interview years after those Super Bowls. The reason I bring this interview up is because Kurt has sports in perspective. And he has that relationship with Jesus that so many athletes should try to replicate. When athletes have a different perspective on sports than others, they stick out. And it shows everyone around you that Jesus lives within you and you play for him. You see this in Kurt. You saw this in you know Tim Tebow, Tony Dungy, Clayton Kershaw, Albert Pujols, and so many more professionals and college athletes. All of these people have gotten to the pinnacle of their sports, of their careers, yet they show others that, yes, those awards and trophies are great, but it's not what they play for. It's not who they play for. So I know I got a little bit off track there for a bit, but I just wanted to show you how God uses sports to reach others around us. By doing that interview, there's no telling who Kurt reached by saying that. And you you don't have to be flamboyant about it. You just have to show others that love that Jesus has for us through everything, through your play and through how you carry yourself as an athlete. The last, the third, and probably the most important point that I wanted to bring up today on how God uses sports is to teach you as a Christian how to handle things like glory, jealousy, idolization, and so much more that comes along with being an athlete, which carries in to your life. In my opinion, sports are the best example of life that one person could ever be in. You learn about humility. You learn about identity, what it means to be a Christian in this world. I always say that sports are a microcosm of things that you will face throughout your life. And as athletes, that's so important. And I know this is probably the most overused phrase in the history of sports, uh, but I want to flush out this common saying of sports building character. I understand now why this is said so frequently, um, because being an athlete does teach you so much. But at the same time, as we talked about, uh, I think on this podcast before, good sports build good character. Bad sports, or should I add, um, bad characters within sports build bad character. If you allow all the negative things that come along with being an athlete to control you, your character is going to be tarnished. Christ shows athletes that he must be above all the things in order to help you get through them. 1 Corinthians 10 says, God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle. It says that any temptation you go through is common among among mankind, but he will provide a way for you to endure. Yes, there are 
good and bad things in sports, but sports is so much more than a game. The lessons you learn as a player apply directly to your life and how you handle those trials or hardships and errors. As an athlete, it will be shown how you handle things in your life. And as I said before, learn from your mistakes. I did not do a good job at putting Christ above everything in my life, especially when I played sports. When I went through something like an injury or not playing, I was at an all-time low. But when, you know, when I made a good play or won a game, my pride and ego were through the roof. Um, I wasn't, I was not able to keep that in perspective because my value and worth were in how I played and how I performed. So the highs and lows I felt were shown in how I lived my life, even outside of athletics. If I had a good game, I would be as happy as I can be. If I didn't, people usually steer clear of my direction. You know, once I found, I truly found that relationship with Christ, I realized that Christ was with me through everything that I faced. And I love the, I love the song Highs and Lows by Hillsong. And yeah, yeah, I know Hillsong. Oh, how, how could he say Hillsong right now? It's so divisive. Um, it's a good song. Don't, don't read too much into that. <laughs> but I love this song because it shows you that no matter what you go through, Christ is going to be there. He's going to be with you through blowing out your ACL and can't play for a year and a half. And he's going to be there when you win the biggest game of your career and have the best game of your career. He does not change. So as we wrap it up today, I truly hope that this provided some clarity for you as an athlete. And you can just see some of the ways that Satan can use sports and how God uses sports. Like I said before, they use them in completely different ways. And I want to emphasize again that just because Satan may win a battle here and there, Christ wins the war. Satan may get a couple of good hits or a couple of goals, but God wins the game. That may have been very corny, but I'm running out of analogies for athletes here. Um, Anyways, throughout your athletic experience, no matter if you're just starting out or if you've been playing your entire life, you're going to feel Satan attacking you in some capacity. That's just what he does. He puts fear inside of you, lies in your mind, and deceit in your heart. That doesn't stop once you stop being an athlete either. Relying on God will get you through any divisiveness, any hardship, injury, or negative feeling that you may feel as an athlete. Don't be afraid to tell others of how Satan is attacking you or someone around you. And definitely don't be afraid to shout it on the rooftops when you feel God using sports to advance his kingdom. All right, well, for all of our listeners out there, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. Uh, it means more to us than you know. Thank you so much for listening. I, I can't tell you how positively this podcast and this community has impacted my life uh, over these past two years. It, it truly, truly means so much to me that you take the time to listen to this. Like we say every single week, if you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.